this is Jonathan Clements, Director of Financial Education for Creative Planning in Overland Park, Kansas. With me is Peter Malouk, President of the firm, and we are down the middle. Today, there's widespread pessimism about stocks, about bonds, about inflation, about economic growth. So, contrarians that we are, we're devoting this month's podcast to reasons to be optimistic about the financial market. And ironically, a big reason to be optimistic is the widespread pessimism. Peter, why don't you explain that one for listeners? Well, I think if you look at the, it was, first of all, it's our 26th bear market. It depends how far back in history you want to go, but let's just say in the modern era. And there have been 27 bull markets. So one thing we know is that every single time there's been a bear market in the United States, it's worked itself out and it's given way to the bull. And the trades and the discipline that an investor exhibits in the bear market are really preparation for the bull market. That's really what it's all about. And if you think about the things that people were complaining about just a year ago, oh, bond yields are too low. How would I ever buy bonds when bond yields are too low? Or, you know, the stock market's at an all-time high. I don't like investing when it's at an all-time high. Well, okay, here we are. Bond yields are higher. So if you're a new investor, congrats. You know, bond yields are paying more than they were a couple of years ago. If you're a current investor, well, guess what? Your bonds are paying income to you, and the income is going to buy, in many cases, other bonds. And so you're replacing these expiring bonds, these maturing bonds, with higher-yielding bonds. If you had a CD and interest rates went up and your CD matured and you got to buy a higher CD, you'd be happy, right? So there's this opportunity to get the yield part of the portfolio to actually work out for you. The stocks don't have to do all the heavy lifting. If we go over to the stock side of things, a lot of people want to buy things when they're on sale but they don't want to buy stocks when they're on sale. Well, that's when you should really be buying stocks. If you're a new investor, you're a dollar cost average or you're contributing to a 401k or you're still in your working years and you're saving, this is a gift. You want to contribute as much as you can in a down market. You want to be contributing through a 9-11 bear market, a tech bubble bear market, a pandemic bear market, and through this bear market. Those are the times you should be accumulating as much as you can, accelerating your 401k contributions and so on. If you're fully invested, you're not earning any more money, it's an opportunity to rebalance into the lower, lower performing asset classes that you believe in. It's an opportunity to place tax trades. It's an opportunity to reinvest your dividends at lower prices per share. And so this is really the time when you look at the difference between a good investor and a great investor. The great investor takes advantage of the bear market. The bear market presents the opportunity. A great investor rides along in the bull market and takes advantage of the bear market. And one of the reasons why you want to take advantage during a bear market is because even though the financial markets tend to be reasonably efficient, which is why I personally am a big fan of index funds, even though the financial markets tend to be reasonably efficient, the fact is during bull markets, investors tend to get too exuberant and stock prices may overshoot a little bit on the upside. And similarly, during bear markets, investors become too pessimistic and we tend to see a little bit of overshooting on the downside. I don't know whether we're overshooting on the downside right now, but the fact is we do have the broad bond market down 10% in 2022. We do have the broad US stock market down 17 or 18% in 2022. For folks who were lamenting last year about how low bond yields were and how high stock prices were, guess what? You've been presented with your opportunity, and this is not the time to be sitting on your hands or cowering in cash. This is the time to act. The financial markets are giving you a gift, and you should take advantage of it. So not only, Peter, have we seen stock and bond prices fall, but also at this point, it appears as though the financial markets are stabilizing. The lows for both the S&P 500 and the 10-year Treasury note 
we're back in mid-June. Yeah, there's a lot of bad news still, but it seems like that bad news is no longer triggering widespread selling by investors. And one consequence of that is that the S&P 500 is now trading at around 20 times trailing 12-month reported earnings, which is right at the average for the past 20 years. So, Peter, do you think stocks are attractively priced at this point? I think they're not overvalued, but you never know where the bottom is. And even though we've had a breather for a little while and we're off our lows and some sectors are way off their lows, it's too early to tell. I think what the market's looking at is, is seeing, okay, the Fed has raised rates aggressively and we've seen it start to contain inflation. We've seen commodity prices roll over. Um, a lot of uh, commodity prices have come substantially down from lumber to cotton and everything in between. Not everything, but almost everything in between. And so it's seeing that the increase in rates is working. Yet unemployment has remained very low. It's very hard to have a prolonged recession with very low unemployment. In fact, the Fed would like unemployment to be a little bit higher. So it seems that we're heading in the right direction. Of course, there's a lot of variables. There's Ukraine, there's energy, then there's the Fed, then there's politics, and then there's all the things in between and things we're not thinking about. So the market is too dynamic to, you know, to call a bottom, as you know better than anybody. I, I was reading you write about that long before I did. But it's it's definitely not it, it's definitely not a heated market. The heat is out of the market, and this is something where if you're a three year if you got a three year time horizon, you're ex extremely likely to be rewarded for investing during this period. Yeah, one of the things that people should keep in mind is that the stock market is going to bottom before the bad economic news is over. Historically, the stock market has tended to bottom about six months before the worst of the economic news. So we may see the stock market rally. In fact, we will see the stock market rally even as the numbers are getting worse. So one of the reasons the numbers are going to be worse in terms of at least unemployment and economic growth is because of the Federal Reserve's aggressive move to raise short-term interest rates. The fear, of course, is that's going to tip the economy into recession. Still, there's a Silver lining to this move toward higher rates. Doesn't that mean, Peter, that the Fed will be in a better position to respond to future economic turmoil? Right. I think if you look at the last, you know, four major bear markets we just rolled through from the pandemic, 9-11 and so on, the Federal Reserve was lowering rates to get the economy going again. Well, now that they've raised rates, if something does happen that's unexpected, another another pandemic of some kind, or another war of some kind, or or a cyber attack or something we've not experienced before, we're not thinking about, they now have the capability to use their most effective tool to re-stimulate the economy because they've now raised rates enough that they have room to lower them if they need to in the future. It's a much better spot than the vulnerability that we've had in past bear markets where the Fed's going near zero and they're really kind of out of bullets if something goes wrong. So that's another reason to feel pretty good about the direction of this bear market. I mean, bear markets are not good in general, but if you're going to have them, this is the kind of one that you want to have to go through. All right, Peter. So finally, it's that time of the podcast, time for our financial wellness tip of the month. Uh, what do you have for me, Peter? So I've seen in my career, I've seen a couple families just get wiped out by not having the right term life insurance coverage. Term life insurance is extremely inexpensive. If you are you know, 30 years old, 40 years old, 50 years old, and your family needs money to finish paying for the house and college and pay off debts and whatever if you're gone and have some money to sustain themselves, a term insurance policy usually for hundreds of dollars can make sure the family has the money that they need to cover them if in the event you pass the next 10, 15, or, or 20 years. 
And really the consequences of not having it, if it's needed, are very, very significant. A lot of people moved into bigger homes. They made major purchases. They have debt. It's time to re-examine your term insurance and make sure that the family has enough to cover their needs in the event that you part ways uh, with, with Earth early. <laughs> and uh, Peter, my tip of the month is to consider converting part of your traditional IRA to a Roth. I think this is a great time to do it. You've got the stock market down sharply, so you can convert the same dollar amount, but convert a larger portion of your traditional IRA to a Roth. And to the extent that we get in rally in the financial markets from here, that growth will be tax-free to you. And the one caveat here is what you need to look at your tax situation, talk to your financial advisor, talk to your accountant, and make sure it does indeed make sense to you. And if you do do it, make sure that you have enough money sitting in cash in a regular taxable account to pay the resulting tax bill. And I actually believe that this is good enough advice that I just did it within the last couple of weeks. I converted $60,000 of my traditional IRA to a Roth. It makes sense for me for a tax point of view. If it makes sense for you, dear listener, to also do it, I'd seriously consider it. So anyway, Peter, that's it for this month. This is Jonathan Clements, Director of Financial Education for Creative Planning. I've been talking to Peter Malouk, President of the firm, and we are down the middle. This commentary is provided for general information purposes only and should not be construed as investment, tax, or legal advice. Past performance of any market results is no assurance of future performance. The information contained herein has been obtained from sources deemed reliable but is not guaranteed.